Hello and welcome back to season three of Geeky Dinks. I know, I can't believe we're on a third season already. I know, it goes by so fast when you do multiple seasons in a year, like an actual season. <laughs> oh wow, you mean like seasons? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we have a spring <laughs> season and a summer season and a fall season. Our fourth season will be winter. <laughs> True. Yeah, that's that's kind of how that goes. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> no, I just think that's funny because, you know, a lot of people will be like, oh, we're going to do a couple of episodes and then we're going to be off for like three or four months and then we'll come back. We're like, no, that's a lot of times without us. Yeah, we only really need a month every once in a while just to get things in order and start planning for a new season and mm -hmm. try to get ahead of it. Try is always yeah. the key word. Yeah, but the reason uh, we usually take time off is because that month happens to be a really busy month for us. Mm -hmm. Usually April, right around your birthday, it's always yeah. real busy. August is right before Dragon Con, yep. which is this week's topic. And then we'll take off December and everyone... Because, I mean, obviously. Yeah, yeah. it's <laughs> the holidays. Like, we're going to have time. <laughs> so, like, there's going to be time to make podcasts. Right. No. And but, honestly, who listens at that point? I mean, unless you're trying to escape your family and all that stuff. That's what season three is for. We'll lead right up to December. So if you need to catch up, there you go. <laughs> but yeah, leading up to the topic that we're here to talk about today, Dragon Con. I really want to get on a loudspeaker or something and just in the middle of the Marriott at like 10 a.m. on a Thursday, like when people are just starting to come in, maybe on Friday when people are really there, mm -hmm. just get on a loudspeaker and just go, good morning, Dragon Con! I feel like they do that. I mean, not in that respect, but I mean, like, for maybe the opening ceremonies. That's the funniest thing, though. We've never actually seen the opening ceremony. That's true. In all the years we've gone. Yeah, they, they don't really make a big deal out of the pageantry of Dragon Con. It's just kind of like a gathering of people who happen to like similar things. Right. Well, and I think it's because Dragon Con has shifted. So for those that don't know, Dragon Con is like a 30 plus year old event. Actually, it started in 85. It's about as old as we are, yeah. Right. So, you're welcome. <laughs> but no, it started off as a small sci-fi and fantasy convention. And it has evolved to so much more. I think in the beginning, it was maybe a Saturday, Sunday kind of thing. But it is now a official five-day event. But some people literally take eight to ten days to do the event. There are people already there the Saturday before. Yeah, I mean, when you're listening to this... Hopefully the weekend of Dragon Con, which is when this will be released. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping that you're listening to this while seeing us maybe walk by in that costume. Would be awesome. And like have no idea that the people that are in your head are the people that are walking by you in at costume. The same time. Note, if you are listening to this at Dragon Con, we'll be in three costumes this year. Oh, we're just going to call it out right now. All yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, let them, let them know. We'll be in Jedi Merida and mm -hmm. the Jawwisp, mm -hmm. which is a throwback for us. But we're kind of reinventing the Jawwisp with more of a Mandalorian feel. Mm -hmm. Kind of leaning more into the Will of the Wisp side of it. You'll see what we mean by that when you see us. And for those that don't know, that is my first cosplay mashup. So that is Merida from Brave in the Star Wars universe. So she's a Jedi... The Jawa is a will-of-the-wisp, but in, in Jawa form. So it's the wisp, but just as a Jawa. Yeah. The few times that we've brought him before, he's been confused as like a, a, a force ghost Jawa, which I guess if we're going into the Legends area of Star Wars, I don't know if there's a canon force-sensitive Jawa. I just think people like it because you're a shiny blue Jawa and they don't know why they like it. It's different. And they're like, that's cool. Yeah. Usually when the regular Jawas see me, they make their excited noise and point me out mm -hmm. and I just kind of wave at them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so that'll be one costume. We're revisiting that one um, during the weekend. Not yeah. exactly sure when. The other throwback that we're doing just because for simplicity's sake and timeliness, because we're still 
bound by pandemic rules right is we'll be bringing back the plague versus plague doctors yep which are another mashup on spy versus spy and plague doctors right and we originally had had staffs but those didn't work out so what we have are the giant microbes and so one plague doctor is the bubonic plague the black plague right that's who um, i usually yeah am. that's who you usually I'm in are all black right. i've just got the white plague doctor mask mm-hmm. to resemble the spy versus spy right right and then you've got your little giant microbe of the black plague which looks like a little dynamite stick and then mine being the white spy um full white plague doctor and i'm covid right so and you have your little covid microbe that looks like the classic bomb when you think of a bomb. <laughs> yeah, like, like ba-bomb, literally. Yeah, I don't know if we're able to say that word that many times or we'd get censored or something, the B word. Ah, well, you know, we'll find out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that'll be our second throwback, which that one actually took off a lot better than I thought last year, which surprised me. And I think that's why we're bringing it back because it was... Yeah. It, I, we it, got stopped more a lot than I thought. Yeah, that was one that I was very pleasantly surprised at how well mm-hmm. it was received received everyone loved that yeah but this year is the newest one that the only reason why it's the only new one new one this year is for the massive size of this thing (laughs) go big or go home am i right (laughs) right there's a reason why mine is mostly store-bought and and built by friends she didn't have time folks she really didn't have time to give me much energy at all i hurt you but let's let's set the scene here i came up with this idea in may with no one who has ever built anything like it no one who really even understood what i was trying to build because i couldn't really convey what i was building to the massive scale at which it was so this was literally all me figuring it out literally by myself yeah and trying to turn a five foot four person into someone that should be scraping seven feet i think at their normal size i think it said eight yeah yeah so trying to make that look proportional and correct and awesome all at the same time without stilts and i can tell you right now without (laughs) bias she has done so folks (laughs) you will be blown away when you see this we are doing mr knight and Khonshu mm-hmm. from the MCU Disney Plus show Moon, Moon Knight. Knight. So she will be Khonshu turning herself into this massive Egyptian moon god. And I will be out front trying to, <laughs> to lead her me. because she will ha- <laughs> have very limited sight. Uh, but I will be trying to guide her as Mr. Knight in my very Stephen persona. Hopefully that will read and I will be able to stay in character as I geek out about everyone that I actually recognize. Mm -hmm. This is new for me because usually I'm the silent one. Well, we're we're both usually silent. This is the first time we're really allowing ourselves to talk and making that part of the costume. Like you've got a voice emulator. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to brush up on my English accent. It's going to be interesting. And I will tell you, the original thought for this was... As we were watching the Moon Knight series, my first thought when I saw Khonshu and his floating skull, I thought, oh, that reminds me of those Halloween costumes where, like, you know, the person would be holding their actual head oh, yeah. and, they're, you know, they would have headless horsemen kind of thing. And I thought, oh, well, I bet you you could make him like that. But then how would you get his head to float? Well, you just have to have a post of some kind. And so it kind of spiraled out of there for a little while. And then I thought... I can actually build that. (laughs) I don't know why I thought I could do that, but I was determined I was going to do it. And it has taken a lot of making things work that really shouldn't. It really shouldn't work the way it does. But the way that you've effortlessly found your way through this one. I know, it scares me. (laughs) a, a A lot of other costumes have given you such grief through the whole process that this one, I think you're learning from previous experiences mm-hmm. to give yourself some time to actually think through the procedure before just hacking away at stuff. Well, let's just 
Let's just let everyone know. I'm still hacking away through it. It's my <laughs> templates are very loose templates. Let's just say that. <laughs> well, um, also, but th- yes. thankfully with Kanshu, he's supposed to be kind of raggedy. He's it, a little disheveled. It, so yeah. It doesn't have to be precise, which is nice. But he does have a lot of detail because you got to think of all the wraps. I mean, he's a mummy. Yeah. Essentially. So he's got all these bandages and wraps. He's got very ornate buckle, but mm-hmm. his golden collar, his staff. Yeah. Which I'm still... Putting that together. Yeah, still currently putting that together. And that stands currently at eight feet tall. Yeah, that is going to be an eye catcher. Everyone's Mm going to be looking at that. Which I do still need to get the bottom piece for it, too. So it's probably going to be more like eight feet, two to three inches, maybe. But yeah, so that's still got some work. This is probably the closest I've been to having a cosplay completed with extra days, potentially. Knock on wood, wherever some is. We're going to knock. Um, (laughs) because right now I would say we're leaning towards 95% done and Dragon Con is essentially Thursday. So I still have days. We have time. So I'm a little concerned it's going so well. Um, (laughs) it always concerns me when it goes well, but I'm excited because there's a big photo shoot for the Moon Knight characters. I think it's going to be a big hit. And then to see you... And you're not small frame, but with me being seven feet, you're going to look little. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, that's, um. that's fine. He's <laughs> supposed to look small. And thankfully, I've been losing some weight. So mm-hmm. I look even smaller than I usually do. Yeah, you take up less space. And trust me, I will take up all the space you give me. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm going to need to. Um, but yeah, so if you do see us, that would be really cool. Um, if you're listening and you're like, oh, I did see that Kanchu, that. That was me. Um. (laughs) Yeah, the reason we put so much effort into cosplay and we're spending so much time talking about it on this is because it is a massive part of the Dragon Con experience. Mm -hmm. There is an entire parade dedicated to all the cosplayers on Saturday morning. They walk through downtown Atlanta. They close down the streets just for people in cosplay walking down and waving to people like it's a regular parade. And I think that's the cool thing, because in all honesty, I don't know of a single convention besides DragonCon. And I, and I could be wrong, but I don't know of one that has a parade that just says, these are people who are volunteering to be in because they have cosplays, because, you know, there's the periodic table of elements. Right. You have the celebrity guests who will yeah. get in there as well. But then you have marching bands, and it's a legit parade. And, and it's so cool to me, because it's like, they make it an event for not just the people who pay to go, but for the city. Yeah. And I think that's the really neat part because you don't have to pay. Last year you did. You had to have a Dragon Con pass to see the parade last year. Oh, really? I believe so. But that's because they were trying to limit the number of people. Oh, yeah. The COVID restrictions has kind of made things a little weird last year and this year. They are requiring masks again this year, but... You know, we didn't get con crud last year, so that was kind of nice. Yeah, and (laughs) thankfully, with the exception of Jedi Merida, all of our costumes are masked. And that was kind of the selfish reason I wanted to make Khonshu and me be Khonshu, because I really was like, I don't want to do my face, because it's so difficult to do makeup Mm -hmm. and then throw a face mask on. Right. It's like, it takes away, I have to rethink Jedi Merida's war paint, because that mask is going to mess it up. So I have to rethink that now. But it's okay. You know, we'll get through it. But yeah, I'm excited. And I'm actually kind of glad we're throwing in Jedi Merida and the Jawas because I really think it's a nice throwback to the very first full weekend of Dragon Con we did. Yeah. Because she was one of the first ones. Because we'd gone a day here, a day there. Mm -hmm. But that was the first year I think we had a hotel. We stayed the whole weekend. Well, no, I guess we had done We've we done, had done full week. That was the first time we had a hotel. We've had uh, hotels before. We shared the Westin room with somebody else. We've had the Marriott twice now. Mm-hmm. And now we finally have a Hilton. So we've had four yeah. years yeah. that we've had a hotel. And we've been going since... So I think the first year that we went was 2014. And I think that was only a Sunday. Yeah, either that's Saturday when I went or Mar- Sunday. Just regular Marriott. Yeah. And that's when I got hooked because I get all those compliments on how awesome her bow looked. And mm-hmm. I was like, I want to do this. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's awful. It's it's a really bad addiction. Um, <laughs> and I got her started. I'm and that's sorry. all your fault. <laughs> I was just kind of like, look at this. And I look and I'm like, 
Oh, no. <laughs> I'm this little, just imagine this little anime character with like my eyes just get bigger and bigger and bigger every second till eventually my face just melts off. <laughs> That's what I did. Because I remember, oh, I remember we went to the aquarium that year. That was the first thing we did. We went to the oh. aquarium because my costume wasn't done yet. And I was so upset because I really wanted to wear Meredith. But we went and I saw all the costumes and I was just mind blown. And you're like, this is just the aquarium. Yeah. It's five hotels. And I'm like, what? Yeah. That is something about Dragon Con that I think is very unique to it. Now, my experience with conventions is very limited. I've been to very few of them. I've been to a few, but not like all over the world. Mm -hmm. But we'll change that. With Dragon Con, <laughs> it is the only one I know with the spread that mm -hmm. it has. Like most places, they take over a convention center, which are admittedly ginormous places. Right, huge. Like, like they're multiple football fields length and these massive halls that have huge partition walls that open and close and mm -hmm. just massive massive structures they take up those places sometimes they fill them but usually it's just a massive hall dragon con is five different downtown hotels that are within walking distance of course but they're all disjointed from each other except for like hamster tubes yeah the hamster tunnels those are my favorite for those who are like hamster tunnels <laughs> there there's these uh elevated walkways that take you from different hotels all over the downtown area that don't make you walk on street level it's exactly what it sounds like because peachtree street apparently rests on a geographic ridge oh yeah it's like one of the highest points so or, yeah. or a geologic ridge i'm yeah. not sure I, don't I, I think that that's the rocks yeah yeah where it's just a hill in the middle of a plain that's like really, really steep. It's really annoying. <laughs> so if you want to avoid walking straight up these hills, you use the habit trails. Mm -hmm. And that takes you through the Peachtree Center food court, which is one of the best places to get some food. Mm -hmm. And see some of like the... <laughs> like if you saw characters in their off time yeah, one of those sort of things that is like, kind of fun like, like a wreck it ralph in the lobby sort of scenario well remember that year i chased down yukon cornelius right. in the in the food court because i was like i was really so i'm extrovertedly introvert and it was a step out of my comfort zone to literally chase him down <laughs> and be like can i please take a picture of you um i usually will take a picture when someone else asks and be like, oh, hey, me too. You know, and I was like, <laughs> squeeze in and take a picture. Be like, cool, thanks. I don't like asking. So I actually went and asked him and he was so sweet. I found out later he was also Inspector Gadget. So oh, he did cool. all the throwbacks, which I loved. Um, but yeah, it's really cool to see them in costume eating like Chinese food right. or whatever the case may be. Or just yeah, having a coffee. Like the, the general rule, though, is like, don't walk up to people as they're eating. Mm -hmm. If they're walking with their food, maybe, maybe That's not. That's kind of a gray area. We did stop one yeah. time. But just expect them, don't be upset when they say, no, I'm sorry. Because they might be to yeah. a point where they've been in costume for hours and they are starving to a point of passing out. Right. So, yeah, there there is a little bit of a, a cosplay etiquette to go along with a convention of this size. Because I think... It's really hard to explain what Dragon Con is. Because like you said, it's five hotels. It's the Marriott, the Hilton, the Hyatt, the Weston, and the Sheridan. Not including America's Mart, where the vendor hall is. Right. Now, I've been to a couple of other conventions. I went to New York Comic Con, which I worked that one. I didn't really get to see it. But it was in one building. Kind of saw their schedule, and it fit on a sheet of paper. <laughs> I was like, that's weird. And their vendor hall was busy on, like, the family day. But mind you, this was 2021. Pandemic masks new york that probably changed you know how some of it played out and then of course i went to the supernatural convention which <laughs> i still remember we're driving to texas and i say okay what does the schedule look like because they waited literally until like what three o'clock the day before yeah to post the schedules like okay what's the schedule look like i gotta figure out what i'm doing and you're like at this time there's this panel this time there's this panel then there's a break and then there's this panel and this panel and then this panel, and then individual photo shoots and whatever. I'm like, wait, 
Yeah, there isn't like picking and choosing which ones to go to. There and, was like, one room. Yeah. One panel room. That was that was it. Yeah, it was one building in the middle of nowhere. I was like, so what happens after eight o'clock? Oh, they close. They have like a little uh no, they had like a little concert. And I think one night I went to the concert and then like at ten o'clock they're done. I'm like, but it's only ten. <laughs> like <laughs> well, what now? What do we do now? It's like, you go back to the hotel, I guess. It's yeah. Like... Yeah, there's literally no stop to Dragon Con once it starts on Thursday. or, or It is... officially starts Thursday. So okay. a lot of people, like I said, will get there earlier. Right. And so there are people already partying it up, doing their own thing, dressing in cosplay, whatever the case may be. But technically, the program does not start till Thursday. Okay. Once Dragon Con officially starts on Thursday, it doesn't close down. The vendor hall, of course, closes at some point because people aren't going to shop 24-7. I mean, they would, but people need to be able to sleep and go home. I I think that's more for the vendors to take a break because obviously thefts do tend to happen more right. at night and there's not enough people so they need to give everybody a break and be like mm, right. we're gonna cut it yeah, shopping for hours security reasons we're gonna close down. this is not amazon we do have shopping hours i'm yeah. sorry <laughs> <laughs> yeah at america's mart the vendor hall is great it's three levels of stalls mm-hmm. of just all sorts of fandom related stuff tons of stuff i haven't even heard of uh, just lifestyle sort of things. Uh, on the top floor, they have the artist alley, which is right. where where we spend most of our time because we have enough stuff, but we like to put stuff on the walls. Well, I do find that interesting too because I felt like we were the type of individuals that would want like the knickknacks and the fandom things and the yeah, you know. And a lot of times you can find cosplay stuff like it, not antiques, but like valuables or you know, just things of rarity like sometimes you'll find those there or the stained glass makers or those kind of things are like oh it's really cool it's just what i was looking for of include fandom you know whatever it is but then we went up to the artist alley and we're like oh we have a lot of walls in the house yeah this doesn't take up space right and it still gets that same urge of this is my Mm -hmm. fandom in a way that i hadn't thought about my fandom you know so Plus, we're creative people. We want to support artists. Right. You know, some of the vendors down there literally will buy things off of eBay and resell it. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many things on there that we see in multiple stalls that we see are like, oh, we have a cricket now. We can do this. I don't have to buy these off of you for five bucks a piece. Yeah. We used to buy decals all the time. Yeah. And, And I know, of course, small business people are trying to... Make yeah, but there's nothing against it because there are nothing people who don't it. have crickets. But because I do, I'm going to make sure that I get the decal that I want in the color that I want right. the way that I want it. It just makes sense to me. But if I see something I really like and I'm like, I don't want to have to make this, <laughs> I'll buy it. That's just kind of how it goes. But yeah, when we went up to the artist alley, we spent so... That's where I got my uh, Scooby Natural yeah. Uh, painting, the villains painting. We got Marvel and DC at the bar. I mean, half of your office here is pictures from from Dragon Con yeah, and from a artists. Of, a lot of Firefly interpretations, Iron Giant walking the ATST. <laughs> I think that's my favorite, though. It's like it's his little pet. It's really cute. Yeah. They just have a, a really wide variety. Pretty much anyone, if you have some sort of passion like some sort of fandom that you like something that you like to read something you Mm -hmm. like to watch something you like to listen to anything like that you can find it at dragon con right and i think that's the one thing that i love because i was actually talking to a coworker, and they're like so what are you gonna do while you're there what is it what does it look like and i was like well i'm gonna get there on thursday and i'm just gonna go do all the things i've got like six or seven panels happening at the same time and i'll just decide depending on where i'm at what i want to see and how far away it is i'll decide what i'm doing yeah and what the line looks like yeah that too (laughs) so i think when i said that i think i watched the gears in their head just turn and like you have what what now there's how many different panels what (laughs) yeah people who go to conventions they they see dragon con and they're like what is this Mm -hmm. it's a lot like herding cats (laughs) <laughs> but it works surprisingly well. 
Well, no, you know what? You're you're right on the money with that because, and the reason it works is because Dragon Con is full of people who do what they want to do. Not because what someone is telling them to do. Like, here's the panels that are available and yeah. that's all you have to do. Yeah, you've got enough choices for people to have mm-hmm. that keep them moving and you have enough people kind of guiding them in the right direction mm-hmm. that it just kind of flows. Well, and I love it because you've got fan panels, you've got celebrity panels, you've got maker panels, you've got workshops. There's you've got like the Walk of Fame. The Walk of Fame where you can get autographs from celebrities or pictures. Some of them are even like Tai Chi classes. Like, oh, yeah. You know, there's a kids panel because mm-hmm. it's a family friendly event. Although if you've ever seen any of the videos online of the cosplays, you'd be like, how was that family friendly? Well, eh. it to is Saturday extent. night usually. <laughs> yeah, that's usually Saturday night is what you're seeing. Saturday and Friday night. But during the day on Saturday, especially. Usually people have the, I guess, politeness to not put a really... Uh, risque or grotesque sort of costume in kids' faces. There have been in the past, and trust me, they have gotten kicked out. Yeah. I don't know if you remember. There have been some really off-color yeah. type costumes. We're and not they even going to bring them up. They have been escorted out because it was just not appropriate. Yeah. So I do, I will say that in a lot of ways, Dragon Con is my favorite convention, not just simply because there's a lot to do, but one, the cosplay is amazing, but two, the group of people is so inclusive. They don't care who you are, what you like, what you look like. If you, there is a whole group of people that if they see, because there is drinking, if they see you are inebriated in such a way where you look like you're in danger, people will come to your aid. Yeah. They will find you and say, honey, what's your hotel? Where's your room? Do you have a friend you can call? Do you, um, you know, what? how can we help you? Or they'll get someone involved to help. So yeah, they, they make sure that people are taken care of. If they see someone is getting inappropriately touched, because that does happen in cosplay, cosplay is not consent, they'll call them out. They're not afraid to call them out. There are some aggressive individuals who are like, we ain't putting up with this. Oh yeah. So, and I love that. I'm, I love I'm, it. I'm looking forward to this new era. Also, it's definitely been a rocky road for Dragon Con in the past, I'd say, 10 years or so. I'd say ever since the SEC opening game got Mm. moved to the same weekend, because it brought in this whole other element into Atlanta Right. that brings back the old rivalry of the geeks versus the jocks, you know? Right. Like, it brings out those old sort of feelings of just like, uh nerds, you know, like, uh and throwing beer bottles off of the Marriott. You know, it, people that come into town for the SEC, I'm not saying all of them are bad, but the guys who have been the bad apples mm-hmm. in the past have been for that. They haven't been Dragon Con people. Mm-hmm. They've been throwing beer bottles off of the, the upper, up, yeah. upper levels of the hotel that come crashing down onto the atrium level where people are taking pictures, having fun, mm-hmm. not expecting to take a beer bottle to the head. Well, the girl who took the chair. Yeah, she was wearing a Loki helmet. That saved her life. Yeah. I mean, that... that and, it, and it's sad that that happens. I, I don't recall anything happening last year. I think because it was a much smaller crowd. Also, I'm not sure the SEC was happening at the okay. same time. It might have been one of those bubble sort of well, things where they nice. were all playing Maybe at that's once. that's why it was a good weekend. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was it was nice because, you know, you do have the football guys who come in and some of them are like, y'all are weird, but, you know, we, we dress up in our football jerseys, so yeah. we each have our own things. I, I had my own shtick yeah, when I was here. doing stand-up about how football fans are geeks too. They can't play that game. Right. I can't do that thing that I'm dressing up in cosplay as. Right, like, exactly. I cannot be a Jawisp. I cannot be a Mandalorian. Right. I'm not Mr. Knight. I'm pretending to be those things. You're wearing that jersey pretending to be that guy that's name is on your back. Right. <laughs> and a lot of the guys can't play football. Bad knees and whatnot. Yeah, and you know so many facts in your head. They're called stats. But it's trivia. 
Yeah. It's information about something that you're particularly fond of, and that's all we're doing. Yeah, and you make money off of it generally through Trivia Nights. Now with Fantasy Leagues, you can do it mm-hmm. too, but you're still a geek. I mean it in all niceness and lovingness. I'm a geek myself. I love <laughs> geeks. Geeks and nerds are my Hence people. the name Geeky Dings. Right. So yeah, like, it's kind of on the nose. Um <laughs> But no, it's it's great though because there's a lot that's going on downtown. There's the SEC, there's Dragon Con, I think there's the It's a uh, Black Gay Pride. Yeah, Black Gay Pride, and I think there's one other thing that usually goes down that weekend. And then of course, it's Atlanta. There's just yeah. already tons of people. I think yeah. their highest attendance was 2019, I believe, and I think it was about 85,000 people in attendance downtown. And when you think about Atlanta, yes, it's a big city. But it's not all of Atlanta that people are attending. It's within this, like, four blocks, Yeah, 85,000 people. <laughs> it's the part of Atlanta that gets usually swapped around for, like, New York and stuff like that. It's a lot of older buildings. Mm-hmm. If you ever come to yeah. Dragon Con, that this is the older part of town. There hasn't been a lot of new construction in this area. Uh, the most that's happened is Georgia State keeps expanding right that's that's about it well and i think it's nice too because atlanta does have a lot of new structures so it's nice to see the older buildings and i know they can seem dated but it's still really nice like atlanta's not a baby city you know it's been around for a little while it's just a lot has happened and we're constantly building because we have to yeah um it's not that it's just started dragon con is probably one of the logistically best run Mm -hmm. conventions that i've seen Mostly through volunteers. Volunteers usually make a convention work the best because the volunteers are generally locals. They know the area and they want to be helpful. Right. And they love the convention as much as anybody else and they want to make sure that it runs well. I think a lot of them have gotten burnt out, obviously. But I think the reason Dragon Con is, to me, a good convention because you have a lot of options and... If you're bored, it's your own fault. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it truly is your own fault. I know some people prefer a single building. Like I know they have the Atlanta Comic Con that's in the World Congress Center. And I've yeah. heard it is a great convention. I just think that if I only had maybe one or two options of panels, I might find myself two or three hours not doing anything. Because maybe I don't want to hear that panel. Maybe I don't want to be there. But if there's costumes, I'm never bored. <laughs> never bored i love looking at everyone's costumes i love seeing what they build um that to me is about 90 percent of my weekend <laughs> that that is something that has definitely been new for me because for the longest time when i was a kid i would hear dragon con commercials on the radio oh. i'd see them on tv mm-hmm. leading up to labor day weekend but my family would always go out of town mm. so i never got to see what it was like mm-hmm jump to the future when I'm able to fly by myself same weekend I still have no idea what Dragon Con is like so I don't even think to go to it I think it's probably just like some rinky dink little thing no idea the scale of what I'm missing (laughs) so I go across the country to Penny Arcade Expo now it's known as PAX West or PAX Prime And it's beautiful Seattle area. At first it was in Bellevue, a suburb of Seattle. A bit harder to get to. (laughs) The Seattle location is beautiful. I loved it. I would love to go back. It's still my second choice if I ever have the funds to make it out to Seattle for Labor Day weekend. Right. But for now, Dragon Con is great. Yeah. Close to home. (laughs) But yeah, once I wasn't able to fly out there for free because of family connections, Mm -hmm. I stayed here and decided to try out Dragon Con. I was like, oh (laughs) my (laughs) god. It has something for everybody. It is a it is now a pop culture convention. So you have for you, you, the best part for you, and I, I noticed as we're going through our schedule, you have a lot of game tracks. You have a lot of gaming. Yeah. The joystick bar, the tabletop games, like all these things that I would never do because that's just not my thing. Right. So I have all the maker tracks where how to make this, how to make that. 
And then we have the fan tracks and we have the celebrity tracks that we're both kind of in the same thing for. But I just find it interesting that literally there's something for everybody. Yeah, and I like how the cosplay is really representative of that. Mm-hmm. In that it isn't just sci-fi and fantasy fandoms. It's literally anything that you can think of. Like, I've seen Blues Brothers. I've seen Mrs. Doubtfire. I've seen Mr. Clean. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> I've, I've seen um, Mr. Whipple, is it? The guy that has the Charmin. Like, a guy's just carrying around Charmin toilet paper, and he looks like the old Before spokesperson. Before the bears. Yeah. Wow. I don't think I've seen that one. I know, I, you know, there's Bob Ross, and, you know, there's... A lot. And then, of course, Dragon Con has its own. The Marriott carpet was one of the big staples for a long time that got changed out. So um, there's a whole story on the Marriott carpet cult. It's a lot, but basically, short story, cosplayers somehow got the pattern to the Marriott carpet and made army costumes out of it and then hid on the floor of the Marriott carpet. And it was a huge hit. Everyone loved it. Marriott got upset, tried to sue them, and so they ended up taking that pattern and put it online for free and said, we're not making money off this. But now everyone has your pattern. So, of course, Marriott went and changed their carpet. And now, <laughs> now it's this real ugly brown Brown shades. streaks. It's, yeah. it's gross. Um, but they do still have some of the original carpet behind the um, concierge desk. I did and, not and, know that. And, and we did buy some. Yes. People ended up buying parts of the carpet and were actually selling them um but you know the the dragon con has a tendency to create they call them cults but i think it's just a group of people that find something fun so you've got the marriott carpet cult the newest one is the fedex yeah the cult of john and that was just basically a cardboard cutout of a fedex guy that i think on the very first day got googly eyes because there is the googly eye bandits Um, he got googly eyes and then he got a mustache and then he got a lay and then he got a whole shrine and then somebody moved him. Yeah. And (laughs) then there was a shrine to bring him back. Right. And then then they actually, did I tell you, they actually found out who he was. They found him on Facebook. The guy who dressed up as him, his name's not John, Um, (laughs) (laughs) but he was like so overwhelmed that a group of people like worshipped him more or less. Um, there was trashy, which is some little trash can. There is clothes for cleaning. That was last year because of all the um, right. panels that had to be closed because of COVID to clean. So there was a clothes for cleaning crew. Just so that there'd be a time slot for it. In between, yeah. Yeah. The newest one is something that they put on their app as a placeholder. So that's a new one. It, it got so to be such a thing to just turn something into a quote unquote cult that they now have the Dragon Con cult cosplay contest. <laughs> like literally they had to make a cosplay contest because you would have marriott carpet pool you would have marriott carpet disney princesses you would have the uh cult of john monks mm-hmm. you you know it just it was endless and i and i love it because there is no reason for any of it other than because they can yeah there's there's a huge culture inside dragon con just about the convention that isn't tied to any other fandom. It's just the convention. Mm-hmm. And that it's been going on for so many years that it has a life of its own. Mm-hmm. That it has its own celebrities and it has its own characters that people love to cosplay as. Mm-hmm. Like there's those uh, janitors. Oh, the little puppet janitors? Yeah, they, they were the little finger puppets that were just videos in between panels. Yeah, that they, they would stream play. their show, their panels. Yeah. yeah, they they would they would have these projectors just projecting onto the walls, little videos that they mm. produced to yep. keep people busy in between panels, so they they wouldn't get too bored. Right, basically little infomercials, um, and then of course during the masquerade, the cosplay contest, you have the duck dodgers. Um, but yeah, so there's a lot and you just never know what you're going to see. I remember last year, I think it was last year, there was the, the bad guy from Roger Rabbit. Oh yeah, Doom. Who walked around with a vat of the ooze stuff. Yeah, and a stuffed, uh, Roger Rabbit. And he actually had the shoe, like he would put the mm-hmm. shoe in the thing and it broke my heart. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you, what is 
your favorite cosplay that you've seen at Dragon Con? And you can have more than one. I'm just curious what your favorite was that you saw. I think I really liked... It was a zombie apocalypse mashup, uh, the Mario Brothers. Oh, you mean where they were zombies? No, no, no. Like, they were, like, zombie hunters. Oh. Like, they were all real, real, like, covered in, like, greasy, like... Oh, okay. Like, they were real hardcore, just gritty, just kind of like... (laughs) But it was Mario and Luigi, and I think they had a, a Princess Peach with them. But it was a really good group. Those are those are the ones that I really enjoy are a nice group cosplay because everyone has to get together with that. Mm -hmm. A few of my friends love to do the uh, wizards Mm -hmm. during the weekend and it'll be a drinking game where they drink a beer and duct tape it to the top of whatever empty can they've just finished. They'd add a new one. Right. Oh, yeah, the wizard staffs. Yeah. And the longer it would be, the more power they would have. And the harder it would be to drink from the top of this staff. (laughs) Also, the harder it is to walk. (laughs) (laughs) That is something that they do. They've done a Team Fortress group cosplay before. That is a really good one because there's so many characters to choose from in that. Mm -hmm. That pretty much any body type can choose a character that fits them. So you like the group cosplays just overall. Like when, yeah. when a group of people get together and they say, we're all going as this. Yeah, because it shows a commitment on a larger level than just uh, somebody going like, I'm going to be this. Mm-hmm. Couples are great because it's kind of a cute sort of thing. Yeah, but when you can get a third or a fourth, the bigger the group, the Robin Hood men in tights. Yes, that was that amazing. was amazing. Yes. They, uh, the Sanderson sisters—they also did yes, a really good Sanderson job too. Yes, the Sanderson sisters were really great too. The Scooby Doo gang—they did a really good job. Oh that yeah, year. they won the masquerade that year. That was really good. What is your favorite cosplay that we've done? Probably my favorite response has been from the Scottish Mandalorian. Yeah, with Sith Merida. Mm-hmm. Just because everywhere we went. We felt very imposing. <laughs> <laughs> kind of did. Yeah, that's true. Like, everywhere we went, we hadn't been bad guys before. Right, that's true. And I know Mandalorians are a little bit in the gray area But sometimes. I was definitely a Sith. Yeah, so, there so was no I was denial. definitely the guy following her around, uh, whether it was by choice or <laughs> by some sort of... Agreement. Right. <laughs> um, but I think that one was my favorite... I've really enjoyed a lot of ours. Most of the ones that we keep bringing back, I guess I agree to them so easily is because... Because <laughs> you like them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the ones that I don't so much enjoy, they tend not to get brought up, at mm. least by me. <laughs> right. I always have to try to remember what we have. <laughs> right. I know we'll get to a point where we'll have to start giving them away so that we'll start creating newer versions of those mm. older costumes. I like the jaw wisp, just being able to look at people without them knowing I'm looking at them. I know it sounds creepy, but just like seeing the reaction of somebody who doesn't know that you can see their reaction <laughs> is so priceless. I think you wore the jaw wisp on the Marta and literally just was staring off into the distance and did a little head tilt. <laughs> and I think you freaked like four people out. They're like, oh, you move and you're a person. And... <laughs> Ah. <laughs> yeah I, I do like that the the hardest thing is probably the eyes now mm-hmm. just because those batteries are so annoying but yeah the jaw wisp is a, is a lot of fun yeah <laughs> okay no i i agree the only part about sith merida that was difficult for me was obviously the heels everything else was fine i mean corset whatever the heels were just incredibly uncomfortable after walking around for a while and we did the photo shoot last year so that was um that was tough because we had to walk to the older habit trail to take oh, those pictures. oh oh you mean the professional one yeah 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 we finally got cosplay photos which was amazing i think my favorite obviously i'm a fan of merida we have several versions of her and i'll probably come up with more just i i adore her I'm kind of enjoying being a non-face character. 
yeah. one, it just makes makeup so much easier. <laughs> um, I don't have to do it. Yeah. Uh, I do think we got a fun reaction when we did uh, Crowley and Rowena from Supernatural. Yeah. We had a pretty good reaction from that. From the Supernatural fandom, not so much anybody else. Right. I think for me, I kind of like the obscure ones that we don't get stopped with a lot. But when someone does, it's because they're like, oh my gosh, I know that. Yeah. yeah. Like when I we mean, did Flint Lockwood. Oh, yeah. Yeah, from <laughs> Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs 2. Right. Because I had the thing on my head. I'm, I'm sorry about that. Yeah, you're, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're kind of sadistic in that way. Look, I've learned from my mistakes and I will not make it that bad again. But the girl who stopped us was very excited it was nice when Birdcage was recognized. Mm-hmm. It's one of those ones where it's like, why? Yeah. Like, it, it's not any way related to sci- no. sci-fi or fantasy. Not even a little bit. But I think for me, it's those slight comments. Like, I remember when we were in Birdcage down at the parade. They're like, I think that's Birdcage. Like, oh, down to the shoes. And I was like, yes, <laughs> you notice the little details. And that makes me so happy. <laughs> yeah, it, it's one of those simpler cosplays, but it is one that if you get it down right, mm-hmm. that people will appreciate it. It's harder now, especially since Armand has that big bushy mustache mm-hmm. that I can't grow one like that. Mm-hmm. So I would have to wear a false one. And those are so uncomfortable. Yeah, that was the biggest complaint. I think you could. You would just have to, like, work on it for the year. But I do think that... I'm curious to see how Khonshu's gonna go, because he'll probably become my new favorite and least favorite all at the same time. Yeah. (laughs) Well, we're learning, and I'm glad you gave yourself plenty of time this year. Mm -hmm. And you didn't really sidetrack yourself with multiple projects. Right. You kept your Not even yours. <laughs> right? <laughs> but the fact that you have all this time to test fit and add things that you normally wouldn't have time to add, mm-hmm. that we're doing this long self-taught process, saving a ton of money <laughs> by not going to some private school for robotics and stuff right, like that. Right, right. I would love to, trust me. I would <laughs> love to, but YouTube is your friend. <laughs> yeah. So the fact that we're actually learning and we're making progress on this new skill set mm-hmm. and learning so much about what it actually takes to build these massive costumes mm-hmm. and make it more of a normal thing. Like, I know in the past where if it wasn't store-bought or Mm -hmm. you know like easily combinable into a costume right it wasn't happening well yeah i mean we have grant and ellie which is all thrifted clothing weirdly enough sam from cloudy with a chance of meatballs was literally the same outfit yeah but again even flint lockwood was thrifted everything we had done was thrifted clothing for halloween one year we did bernadette and howard Oh, right. From Big Bang Theory. Again, all thrifted. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, okay, well, maybe I can modify these clothes a little bit. And then it went to Jedi Merida, which was literally the first one I had ever made. Mm -hmm. And I was terrified. I was trying to make the pants. The pants didn't work out. So I ended up (laughs) buying pants. But the tunic, the cape, everything, even the wig I made. So that, to me, she's probably my all-time favorite just because... She, I made from scratch. And the Jawisp, I made from scratch. Like, I literally looked up, how do you make a Jawa costume? Use different materials and went, this is complicated. I'm doing it anyway. (laughs) (laughs) And the material I used does not like being stabbed, so you better do it right the first time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I, I like the reactions of just the everyday people on the streets. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of people, I think, forget up until the actual weekend when they're actually walking down the sidewalk and they happen to see somebody in cosplay Mm -hmm. and they're just like, what the? Oh, wow. (laughs) No, no, no. As soon as you said that, it reminded me of the one year we were leaving because I think we had only gone for the day and we took an Uber home. Oh. And she picked us up. She's like, why is everybody dressed up? What's going on? Yeah, yeah, she had just moved to town. (laughs) And it was like her first weekend or something like that. I was like, oh, no, you did not. (laughs) You did not pick Dragon Con weekend to start Ubering. (laughs) 
Oof. Yeah, no, I remember that. That was really funny. So, yeah, some people forget. And I know every time I tell people that I'm doing Dragon Con, they're like, when is that again? It is Labor Day weekend. Every year. Every single year. Labor Day weekend. Every year is Dragon Con. So if you want to come, it's Labor Day weekend every year. (laughs) Yeah, and people play the Hunger Games of the hotel rooms because they sell out so quickly. And if you don't get it at a con rate, good luck paying those nightly rates. Yeah, I think right now the Hilton rates, not the Marriott, the Hilton, is going between six and eight hundred dollars a night. Yeah. And that is not the con rate. I will tell you that much right now. Now the con rate is not cheap. But, but it is, is not eight hundred dollars a night. It, it is cheaper. True, true. I tried to play the Hunger Games last year. They come out in like October. And I got to a quote unquote room three different times, but every time they would try to select it. It was gone. And I was so mad. Uh, She's like, oh, there's nothing left now. Because they let out small blocks at a time. So they only have X amount of rooms. And people are like waiting on the dot. And I remember when yeah. you were talking about having to get tickets for packs. Everybody's on their computers. Yep. Just yep. like everyone, trying to. <laughs> everyone tried to coordinate it where they had the time to go to the website and refresh it, refresh it, refresh it, refresh it. Until they got into that virtual queue. Mm-hmm. And they were able to buy the tickets and... You just bought as many as you possibly could. And there was a limit of four, but you just made sure you had enough to buy four tickets. Right. And then everyone else would just pay you back. Yep. And if you got more than the group actually needed, you were able to sell them off. Right. Now, Dragon Con's different in that sense that you cannot just buy tickets. You have to put a name to it. Mm -hmm. And technically, you cannot give your badge to anybody else. I have seen certain things happening not in accordance with Dragon Con rules? Yeah, I mean, there is always that thing of around it where people aren't looking and they're not going to check your ID going through right. the doors. So as long as you're the one holding the badge, I guess they're counting bodies, not really right. names. And as long as the same amount of badges are in the mm-hmm. room with the same amount of bodies... Everything's okay. Right. As long as everybody who's in the building for the convention has a badge for the convention, you're fine. Yeah. And and then there's the people that are just in the hotel that have their room keys. But of course, they're not going to get into any of the panel rooms. Right. But they're still going to be in those massive areas with all the cosplayers. Right. And I think my favorite part in that aspect of Dragon Con is that there are people who aren't there for anything. (laughs) (laughs) And there's... Dance parties going on in the lobbies. Yeah. There's events going everywhere. And then when you think about it, you could have a room next to a celebrity guest. That's true. And not know it. You would have no idea until you ride the elevator up with them one day and you're like, (laughs) oh my gosh. I I did. I did get that. You got to ride down with Eddie. Yeah. Eddie McClintock of Mm -hmm. uh, Warehouse 13. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He happened to be in the elevator I was in going down. It was full of people and he got on. With his glasses, his hat, kind of incognito a little bit, but I was just like, oh, hey, Eddie. Yeah, just like a normal person. Yeah, because he really is. He's he's nicest guy in the world. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite close encounters with a celebrity, I guess. He runs the masquerade with Tony every year. Right. And it's one of the best experiences I ever have. They're so much fun. Like, I know it takes forever to do the one year we did do it, but I'm yeah. like, I kind of want to do it again. <laughs> yeah, that was the year that we did it with the Jawwisp and Jedi mm-hmm. Merida. Yeah. I love doing that. It did take up the whole day. I'm fine with just watching it. I love watching the orchestra play. This mm-hmm. year it's a little bit different. Well, apparently they're still playing. It's just the app is not up to date. So DragonCon has an app that shows everything that's going on because, what did you say? There was 2,400 different events? Not quite that many, but it is over 2,000. Yes. So there was quite a few events going on over the course of five days. Yes. Uh, That's a lot. (laughs) (laughs) So they have an app. And I don't think the app is exactly accurate or fully uploaded as of yet. Okay. According to the Georgia or Atlanta Philharmonic Orchestra... They are going to be there. Like, they posted it on their personal Facebook page. Okay. But it's not in the app. Yeah, I know there is a event labeled as Atlanta Swing Orchestra. And I think that's different. I okay. think there's, there's two different ones, because that's Friday night. The Philharmonic is Saturday night. 
Okay. So I think there's two different groups. I think it's just a smaller group, which I still love the yeah. idea of a swing group. But then there's also concerts, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. they're themed concerts. I, I, I miss the Here Come the Mummies concerts. <sighs> I think they got booted out because they played a full show and not an hour show. Yeah. Which was unfortunate because getting to meet them after the show was really cool. That was like... Yeah, awesome. <laughs> plus they took over time from Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah, and those people do, do not take kindly Mm-mm. to being looked over. They really do not. That was probably their worst mistake. It could have been anybody else. But, <laughs> but you know, they do a lot of costume contests. They do a lot of concerts. They do a lot of... Uh, yeah, all the photo themed. shoots on the Hilton steps. Yep. I would say if you want any idea of what Dragon Con is, just literally go to YouTube and type in Dragon Con or Dragon Con cosplay. That's probably the best gist that you're going to yeah. get of the convention because the way we're describing it doesn't even describe the scale. And the funny thing is that there are people who don't dress up at all. Yeah, who and that's just, fine. And, and they just go to the panels, mm-hmm. much more like a traditional convention. Mm-hmm. They just walk around that Seems foreign to me, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> and they just do that that way. I don't mind that. Every year that I've been, I've dressed up in some way. Generally in a much more low effort costume (laughs) than what she puts together. (laughs) Because... I'm not extra. What are you talking about? (laughs) I I cosplay smart, thank you very much. (laughs) I see the costumes that are like, yes, that is functional and comfortable. And screen accurately, I have that in my closet. For example... Arthur Dent from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. He's in his pajamas and he has a towel. That's it. Who's the guy for, that you always get mistaken for at uh, Ren Oh, Fest? yeah. Two Flower from the Discworld series. Yeah, he um, apparently is dressed like a tourist. And when we go to Renfest, I usually have my kilt and knee-high... Hufflepuff socks mm-hmm. and my galaxy slip-on vans, a Hawaiian shirt. Nothing that matches. And a woven African hat. It all works together for me. Right. <laughs> but apparently I very much resemble Two Flower in that respect. Right. And I'm okay with uh, owning that for Dragon Con now that I know that that is so... Close to being an actual costume. Right. Yeah, it's funny that that just kind of like you kept getting asked that at the Ren Fest, and it was like, I mean, yeah, sure, why not? Yeah, absolutely. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Uh, but it's just kind of funny. Like, there's different levels of people. You have those, like you said, who just literally go in regular street clothes. It's probably geek themed in some way. Yeah, it's, it's like a t shirt. Right, yeah, that's some kind of fandom that they're like, oh, I'm going to wear my Hufflepuff shirt, like you said, or right. I'm going to wear my Batman shirt. So it's themed in some way. Then you have some who, like me, if I was doing a low-key cosplay, I would be wearing a cute outfit with my ears and tail. Yeah. That's what I would do, because one, I don't get to do that in public ever. Uh, <laughs> so I would do that then. And then you have those who dress up, and sometimes they're Amazon or store-bought costumes, and there's nothing wrong with those. Yeah. Totally rock those. You can tell they're the boot covers, not actual boots. And then you've got the others who put a little bit of effort into their cosplay and make something really cool out of it. And then you've got those who are just, just go work on the movies. Go away. Nobody likes you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> the really, really, really good costumes that they're there literally to show off BC. Yeah get attention yeah the, the ones that buy the costumes off amazon and mm-hmm. at spirit of halloween and all those different stores that they're just very cheaply made costumes mm-hmm. hey don't knock that, it yours is from amazon I, I know i get it i get it but my i mine is an attachment to a very ornate yeah a very detailed homemade cosplay mm-hmm. the people that buy them for themselves just for that they generally go there to party. They're out there on the atrium level floor having a great time in their cheap costume that they don't care about. I it's actually, a smart idea. Yeah, it's I actually recommend idea. that for anyone that's going to Dragon Con just to have fun and party the night away. Wear something you don't care about. Yeah, because yeah. you're going to get spilled on. You're going to get bumped to... into. Things are going to get ripped. I think that happened to the Jaw Wisp. Because I think I looked at it and I could see, like, somebody had spilled something. Mm -hmm. And so you kind of have, like, little water stains. 
we're gonna call it water yeah. it's not water but yeah not exactly the most washable material so no but that's what vinegar and water is for spray it down yeah. and i like it too because it does take some of the pressure off of being in costume and hey if it rips eh you know no big yeah i think that is a good representation of the different levels of cosplayer at the convention mm-hmm. especially dragon con in particular uh, we've talked about different kinds of conventions as well the mm-hmm. ones that we've been to uh the Not more many but some <laughs> i know like they're, they're the the fandom type conventions mm-hmm. uh, i know we haven't been to MomoCon yet or Not yet, but that's an anime convention and that's yeah. an area we're not exactly strong in although people do more than anime there but still yeah, there, there's so many different kinds of conventions that it's just really hard to get a grasp on what to expect from each one. And I'm glad that our big local convention is Dragon Con. That, it's literally a mashup of all conventions. Yeah, it, it's the thing that prepares you for any other convention. If you can make it at Dragon Con, you can make it at any You'll be convention. bored anywhere else. If you can make it at Dragon Con, you'll be bored anywhere else. But you're still going to love it. You're just going to go, wow, I only have to go to one panel right now. That's awesome. <laughs> right. Yeah. If, if you didn't have to choose between multiple different events happening at the same time, you're like, wait, I don't have to choose. Wait, this closes? I could take a nap? Wait, what? What? <laughs> <Sleep>? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, that that is a, a strange experience. Yeah, we're um, like, well, I guess we'll go to guess we'll go to bed. Yeah. Yeah, like <laughs> Pax was like that and I I appreciated it that at the end of the night you had a time to go. But you're playing games and that takes yeah. logic and brain power. This is just fun. Yeah, and usually after the convention was over, you'd found some sort of friends for the weekend. That's true. And you can still do that here, too. That is a whole area that we haven't even given time to, is their board game area, their video mm-hmm. game area, that I would probably, if I was there by myself, would probably spend pretty much all my time there. Well, and I think it's harder now, too, especially with the pandemic, because I remember they still had the joystick bar, which is like arcade games and like Dance Dance Revolution, things like that. But there was limited playtime. They had to sanitize in between. You had to sanitize before going in. And I don't think they had the tabletop games last year, because there was just no good way to sanitize board games. And you rent these board games and you play them and you can join a group that's already there or you can start a group or you can bring a group. But I don't think they had that last year. Yeah. If I recall. Do they have it this year? They have it this year now, right? Yeah. Okay. That's right. Because you've picked some panels. Yeah. Yeah. and, And they have a whole thing of like checking out the games and stuff like that. I just have a hard time thinking of playing a game for three or four hours during a convention when there's like 80,000 other things going on. Yeah, usually for me, it if it's at a time of... If it's a lull time, sure. Yeah, sure. yeah usually, that's what I would usually do, but you would usually be like, okay, let's get into a cosplay and like try to be seen somewhere. But welcome back to season three yeah. of, of Geeky Dinks. Dragon Con is... A great experience. I recommend it for everyone that has the time to make it Labor Day weekend. Every every, every year, every, Labor Day weekend. Every year in Atlanta, downtown Atlanta. Come down and visit us. Come back next week when we do a deep dive into our big new costumes of Dragon Con this year. Moon Knight, Mr. Knight, Harrow, Ahmet, Layla... Mark, Stephen, all these different aspects of this character who has, in his short time with the MCU, a bit longer in the comics, but a very strong following with this new character that Oscar Isaac has brought us in this short series. We're going to be talking about all things Moon Knight next week. I'm super excited for this. He's a great character that I've already loved so much. I mean, it's it's one of the first MCU series that we've rewatched already. True. And and that was in preparation just to kind of get into the zone of Dragon Con as well, but 
I think for me, Moon Knight holds a special place because it was so good. And I remember when like, we're bringing out Moon Knight on Disney Plus. I'm like, what is Moon Knight? And yet here, here this show comes and it's like, wow, what is happening? And then you just get deeper and deeper into it. And the back and forth between Khonshu and Mark and Steven, it's a great trio of two people. Right. <laughs> <laughs> essentially so yeah it, it's a lot of fun and i think it was surprisingly better than i expected i didn't really have any expectations on it just because i didn't know hardly anything about it it was a, a lot like how guardians of the galaxy was when mm -hmm. i first heard about them was i i had no idea what to expect Tune in next week for all of that. We're going to be talking about all of it. It's going to it's be, be so a much, ride. <laughs> it's going to be so much fun. Just because it is such a fun character who has such depth, such heart. The show made me cry. Yeah, it, it took you from a place of confusion to understanding while still being confused and just heartbroken. Yeah. Thanks for coming back to season three. We love you guys. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And if you're at Dragon Con, you hear this and you see us. Say hi. We're we're not scary, I promise. And we'll have business cards. Maybe that's how you actually... Uh, Maybe that's how you're hearing this podcast for the first time. Yeah, so welcome. You, you scanned a QR code on the back of a sketch-looking business card. <laughs> I mean, it was a sketch, so... Yeah. Curiosity favors the bold. Yes. <laughs> Thanks for being here. <laughs> we are Geeky, Geeky Dinks. Dinks.